I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host, the Papa Bear, new, new, another kid. You know, I got kids now, plural. Uh, uh, CJ, along with Eric Thomas, the 14th, and Carl Phillips, the 13th. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. How are what you? What it do? Oh, bless, man. That's what we should be asking you. Are you getting any sleep? Uh, when's uh, the last time you had a full night's rest? Let me, let me say it like this. It, it's not much to be had around here, luckily. See, that's the, the thing. Luckily, when you already used to not getting a whole lot of sleep, the transition ain't quite as hard. So we, uh, yeah, we, we, we just back to basics around here. You know what I mean? Just everybody do their job. Back let's go. Back. So, um, yeah, no, I definitely uh, uh, have not gotten much sleep. But, you know, it's a blessing, man. You know, for the first week, at least, that adrenaline turned up. You know, we'll see how I feel next week. But that right, first week, right, you know, right. you got that adrenaline <laughs> going. You know, everything feeling good. So. Uh, it's the first day of school. Yeah, it's the first day of school. Yeah, everybody up early. You got your school clothes. You know, you're excited everybody. about life. <laughs> um, but no, nah, man, I, uh, yeah, thanks for everybody out there, man, who was um, sending their well wishes, uh, you know, via social media, even though I don't have a social media, sending it through E, um, sending me texts, you know, just um, keeping us lifted. And, you know, we definitely appreciate that. But yes, Friday night at 1120. We welcomed a, a beautiful baby girl into the world. Avery Marie Quinney is here. She's gorgeous. Matter of fact, we put a picture out on Instagram last night. Go check yeah, her out. We did. Go check little mama out. She is, uh, you go to E's Instagram, ET the Hip Hop Preacher, and um, you'll see a picture of baby girl. Hey, right now she holding on to that. To, she light bright like her daddy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see yeah, if she, she gonna stay team light skin. We'll see. Or she gonna go over to the dark side. Oh, Trey went right over side. to the dark side. You know, my wife is, is, is darker complected, so he went right over with his mama, and everybody see him and be like, oh, you look just like your mama. And nobody say he look like me, so I'm hoping little mama, she came out, I'm talking about super light bright, and uh, I'm hoping she keep it so she can roll with daddy, and I can look like uh, I, I am indeed daddy. the father. They looking at me, uh, right. Trey, like we might need to hit Maury. You know what I'm saying? Straight on straight chocolate. I'm like, bro, what happened? And now it's the summertime. You know, he out in the in the sun on the rig, so he really ain't looking like my yeah, child. It's a wrap. So little mama, we're yeah, gonna keep her out the sun and uh hopefully she can she can uh stay looking like her daddy. But no nah, man, I um I asked my wife per, for permission, you know, if I could talk about what happened and she gave me the green light. So y'all have heard it in pieces. Um, but yeah, no, nah, man, everything, you know, was on schedule. Of course she came late. So uh, last time we talked, she was supposed to come on the 11th. And so we got, we rolled around that date came and went and, um, you know, just waiting, waiting, waiting. And they told us they were going to induce on Sunday if she wasn't here. So we went Friday to the doctor and they were like, all right, we'll give you till Sunday. If she's not here, we're going to induce. So sure enough, we get home from the doctor probably about 12, one. About three, four o'clock, you know, the contractions start coming. And they had been coming like the Braxton Hicks contractions, but they wouldn't come in regularly. So we were like, all right, cool. So then now four o'clock hits and they start coming like every four or five minutes. 
And I'm like, oh, okay. So we know it's on now. Like they didn't stop. They didn't go away. So we're like, all right, cool. So we start making sure we got everything packed up, which we already had the bag packed. You know, start making our way to the hospital probably around like 7 o'clock, right? So, you know, we let some time go by with the contractions and, you know, my wife getting ready, even though I'm always ready to go right away. She's like, no, it's not that deep. So we get to the hospital, you know, they hook her up, you know, hook everything up. So we like, all right, cool. You know, and it's funny because we talked about this on the podcast before, just about, you know, how the, you know, deliveries went. And Carl talked about, you know, his situation. He talked about his situation. And I told y'all last time, Trey was like, yo, you got to understand. I'm talking about we had contractions. We went in there, you know, gave her the epidural. We talking, laughing. Here come the baby. Boom, we going home instantly. So I'm, you know, I'm lulled into a false sense of security. Like, oh, okay, cool. We about to get in this joint, get out of this joint. So they hook her up to the, to the machine and her contractions start hitting like extra hard. Like she started having like double contractions. So like back to back. And she had one that was real hard. And then all I know is the midwife was like, turn over, turn over, turn over, turn over. Like turning Candace over real quick in the middle of a contraction. I'm like, yo, what's up? Like she was like, oh, the baby did not like that. You know, the baby was stressed, her heart rate, whatever. And so I'm like, yo, so then, you know, we, she turned over and, you know, I guess the heart rate went back up. I could look at the monitor now. So I'm looking at the monitor, baby heart rate back up. So then probably about maybe five, 10 minutes later, it happened again. Candace had two back to back hard contractions and same thing. The nurse was like, turn over, turn over. So then now, mind you, the first time we had Trey, we never even saw the doctor. We just had the midwife in there the whole time. Like I literally never saw the doctor the entire time we were there. Boom, the doctor and another um, midwife come through the door, right? Like, as soon as that happened, and they looked at the screen, they looked at, you know, Candace, and he talked to the other midwife. He was like, was that real? Like, they were trying to figure out, like, did the, the, the monitor slip off her stomach, or was that, like, that really happened? And she was like, no, that was real. So the doctor, you know, came over and talked to me. He was like, look, we want to keep an eye on, you know, things. Like, the baby is not liking these contractions. So... I'm like, all right, cool. I don't know what it means. I'm like, you know, whatever. So a couple minutes later, he comes in. He's like, we're going to give her this. I can't remember. It's called Turb is what they called it. But they wanted to give her something to slow down her contractions because they were like, you know, basically like her uterus working too good, like it's contracting too hard. And so they gave her some medicine to slow it down. And probably about five minutes later, you know, he, he left out for a quick second. About five minutes later, he came back in and was like, nope. He was like, listen. You're talking to me and Candace, he was like, um, I'm going to need to take that baby right now. And I was like, I'm like, what is, you know what I'm saying? I'm tripping like, yo, what does that mean? Like, y'all about to, I don't know if they about to further induce or he was like, no, 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 C-section, we need the baby out now. And so all I know is about five, seven people running, they handing me scrubs. They like, dad, put this on. I'm like putting on scrubs. I'm putting on my hat thing, the mask, the whole nine. And I'm like, Yo, what's going on? Candace looking like looking at me like, what's going on? And I'm like, I, I don't know. They want to take the baby right now, I guess. So, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of obviously, you know, starting to get a little nervous. And they uh, start prepping stuff. And you know, they like, okay, do we have time to give her an epidural? Or do we have to put her under? Luckily, they had time to give her an epidural, so they gave her the epidural. And I'm standing off to the side, and I'm just kind of in shock. Like, okay, look, all right, you know, I'm just praying. Like, all right, here we go. And the doctor came over to me. He was like, you all right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, let me. He was like, you, you look stressed. And I was like, I was like, man, how should I be feeling? 
And my man said, man, let me tell you something. We talk about mastery. <laughs> D- dude told me, Doc came over to me, was like, look, I got the monitor on your wife and the monitor on your baby, and both of them are fine. He said, here's what's happening. The baby doesn't like the contractions right now. The contractions as we get further along are only going to be stronger and stronger. And if she don't like it now, she really ain't going to like it when we get closer. He said, so therefore, I'm going to take her out before we have any problems. There are no problems right now. He said, she is fine. Mom's fine. I could have that baby out of your wife's stomach in 60 seconds if I want to. Everything is fine. That's why we monitor her. She, he said, so don't worry about it, all right? Promise y'all. I was like, I looked at my man. I was like, all right. I shook his hand. He was like, I'll walk down there with you. So they took Candace. She was rolling on the, um, you know, the bed. You know, they're going to the operating room. And me and my man was walking in the hallway. And he was just the whole time talking to me. You know, I felt like, I promise y'all, I felt like uh, Mike Tyson manager back in the day when they was coming out the tunnel. Like, it's no way we about to lose. Like, my man was just cool, calm. I mean, it was like a fine line between, like, confidence and cockiness. My man was like, I got it, dude. And then, so I'm out in the hallway. He came out there again. He getting his stuff on. He was like, look, let me tell you something. I got three daughters. This the least amount of drama your daughter ever going to give you in your life. He was like, I promise you, it's going to be way more drama than this. And so I looked at my man. He, I'm talking about my man was calm, laughing, whole nine. And he was like, I'm about to go get this baby out. He's like, listen, I'm going to go in here for a minute. We're going to get her prepped up. They're going to come get you, and I'm going to tell you when to look. I was like, all right, cool. So I roll into the room. They got the little curtain up. I'm sitting behind the curtain with Candace talking to her. And I promise you all, I walked in the room, and then no less than 60 to 90 seconds, the baby was out and crying. And I was, mm, I mean, literally mm, 60 mm. to 90 seconds. Like, I was blew out the frame like, yo, Candace looking at me. I'm looking at the baby. He was like, you want to look? I was like, okay, lift her up over the curtain because I don't want to see nothing under the curtain. So I right. look and I'm oh, like, no, wow. Duh. You know, so then they go take uh, Avery back there, you know, wiping her off. I go check on her, come back and check on Candace. Doctor holds up the umbilical cord and was like, oh, here's the problem right here. It turned out little mama had tied a knot in her cord. It's called a true knot. Wow. So she literally had a knot, like if you can picture a rope, a literal knot in the middle of that thing. And I'm like, yo, what? He was like, yeah. And it was tied around her ankle and her wrist. So she had a true knot mm. in it and it was tied around her ankle and her wrist. So basically when Candace was having them contractions, the baby wasn't coming down like she should have been. And then the, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, the knot was like pulling tighter every time she had the contraction and was cutting off the blood flow. So that's why her heart rate kept going wow. down when Candace was having them contractions. So I'm like, yo, but man, let me tell you something. All is well that ends well. They end up, yeah, you know, sure. patching my wife back up. You know what I mean? Getting us back up to the room. Little mama is doing tremendous. They came to us the last day and she was mm-hmm. like, yo, Y'all got the healthiest baby in the house. Like, I've been watching her every single day. We had to stay there four days. They was like, I checked her every single day, and I literally have zero anything to say to y'all about anything. They were like, she is healthy as a horse. She's ready to go home. Like, there's zero issues. We'll see y'all later. And I was just like, wow, thank you, God. But I'm looking like, for real, it was so funny because remember on the Breathe You call the other night, we were talking about multitasking. And we were talking about being a Mm -hmm. master of your craft. And I was like, yo, if you a surgeon or, you know, I was just making that up. This was before, you know, anything. And I was just kind of going, but I was just like, yo, if you a surgeon 
or you know you do something that's life or death like you got somebody life in your hands i'm pretty sure you're not going to be multitasking you're not going to be texting like you know you're not going to be doing none of that like you're going to be so focused on the moment right and i'm saying as an entrepreneur like sometimes we don't take our our stuff as life and death now it's not life and death so i'm not saying it is but i'm saying like like when you sit down to do your work and you got a three-hour block where you're supposed to be writing your book but you taking every phone call you know what I'm saying? You stopping to check mm-hmm. every tweet. I'm so thankful my man wasn't checking Twitter while he was taking my daughter out. I'm so mm. thankful my man while he <laughs> was in class learning when to take the baby out that he wasn't multitasking during that time, but he was developing his mastery. Do you understand something? She had a knot in her core. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how long it would have took. My man knew the right time to take that baby out. He came in and was uh-huh. like, yep, yeah, I'm looking at it. Nope, I need the baby right now. Let's go. Like, my man called the shot right then and there. He didn't know there was a, there was a mm. knot in the court. He had no idea. But he knew something was up. Mm. And he got that baby out. And that baby healthy as a horse. Beautiful. My wife is doing great. She's in good spirits. Everything is blessed now because one person had a level of mastery that was out of this world. Like, for real, my man was a master. And I look at last time, for real, and I'm not tripping, but last time everything went smooth. You don't always need a master when everything going smooth. I never even saw my man. You know what I'm saying? But when things get rough, that's when the elite step up. Mm. And my man, y'all, I promise you, came through for me. Like, yo, I hugged my man. I was like, bro, I'm like... I'm trying to figure out what's appropriate, but I'm about to go to the finest steak, the Rathburn Steakhouse and get like a $500 gift certificate for my man and just be like, yo, because not only did he Uh take care of my wife and my daughter, my man, I'm telling you, I I promise y'all, he put me at such ease when he came down there Mm. and when he told me, he said, look, what you worried about? I got the monitor on the baby and your wife, both of them fine, and I can have the baby out in 60 seconds if I want to. He said, don't worry about it. I keep him on the monitor so I know everything's fine. I said, wow. So my man, for real, That's just crazy. A1, Dr. Basilla, just a beast, man. I appreciate you. Much love forever for that one. And um, Northside Hospital as a whole, they just did a great job, man. So that's it, fellas. That's hey, the long I version. I gave y'all the short version before, but I figured on the <laughs> podcast, since I've been keeping everybody updated, you know, I give the long version of just how it went down. But anyway, Avery and mom are doing tremendous Dad is, is is doing all right too. So yeah, man, we um we in that thing. Yeah, we got 18 years, so let's get it. We got 18 <laughs> years, bro. Yeah. So nah, Carl. So hey, now nah, Carl, I, I kind of know what you was feeling, Carl. You had a little, yeah, uh, just a little situation you. up in there. So now I know how to, how to, how the heart rate intensifies and how you must have felt. Crazy, crazy. Hey, I want to challenge one thing you said though, just for our listeners. You said. And I, of course, I agree with you. You said it wasn't life or death, but I want to challenge that just a little because you a student, you a student in school, and you check in Twitter instead of doing your schoolwork. It is life or death. Not now, you know what I'm saying? But it's gonna make the difference for you in 10 years, 15 years. You a, a carpenter, you building somebody's house, whatever you're doing, you driving trucks. It's life or death. It really is life or death. The amount of attention to, you give to detail to what you're doing every single day. It is life or death yeah, no, for your you're kids. Right, man, you know what and, I'm saying? And I think that's the, like, yo, people, yo, I, I promise you, this is the year of mastery, the year of self-assessing and all of that. And I think the reason that we harp on it so well is because, like, for real, when you get into a tight situation, you want a master. Like, everybody oh, wants sure. a master. Like, yo, I don't care if your toilet go out. You trying to get the best plumber mm-hmm. in town to come check your toilet. Like, yo, you don't want somebody who, you know, is going to come over there and be doing any guesswork on your toilet. Like, in no situation do we want average. Mm-hmm. 
In no situation does anybody hmm. want average, but for some reason, we're willing to put average out. Like, if you get ready to do your wedding, you want the best pastor or priest to do, officiate planner. your yep. wedding. If you get ready to build uh -huh. your house, like you said, Carl, you want the best carpenter money can buy. If you get ready to eat, you want yep. the best chef. But yet, when you look at your Absolutely. own work and your own level of mastery, you're struggling. You're not taking it serious. And that's the craziest thing to me. And when I, trust me, when my wife was having some issues and, and Avery was going through, I was not looking for average. I was looking for hmm. the best doctor in the world. I don't know if my man was it, but he showed himself worthy for a nomination for sure. And I'm saying, are you not, mm. are, are you worthy to be nominated for best in field? Like if we was at the Academy Awards <laughs> or something for <laughs> your profession, right? right. What award you, you get? Right. Flat out. Are you uh, nominated for best uh, uh, car manufacturer, car engineer, auto mechanic? You know what I'm saying? Like, are they going to put your name in that category? And the only way they're going to put your name in mm. that category, you're right, Carl, is if you take it as life or death. Flat out, man. We had we had a, a short call yesterday. So of course, you know we're doing some big things at Breathe University and trying to move over to a new platform. We, I mean, a huge investment we put into it. We want to make sure it's good. And we I were can't talking. Wait. Hey, I can't wait. Oh, it's coming, dude. We were talking to the dude that owns the company. I don't want to call names like that. But we, I'm talking about like in a 10-minute conversation, CJ, there's some stuff that he said. He said, look, I've been doing this for 15 years, this exact thing for 15 years. And when I look at some of the content that you guys have created, if you guys had done this, this, and that, he's like, he, he's like, understand what I'm saying. If there's like 60 things to do, y'all did about 45. Like, y'all are, I mean, pretty solid. But he's like, yo, there's some small little things that if y'all had done, and I'm sitting there, Ken was there, and he was like, if y'all had done, and he, he wasn't saying like, it's terrible, don't do it. He was saying like, yo, and moving forward, do this. And I'm telling you, immediately you could see the light in my eyes. Ken looked at me like, whoa, yeah, it's that simple. But yo, if we do that with the video, or if we do this with how we structure the program, like yo, it's so simple, but the, the difference is gonna be remarkable. So just to, just to reinforce what C is saying, you never wanna deal with somebody that's not a beast at what they did. And see what was unique about his conversation, he wasn't trying to be deep. Right, it was right, in conversation, right. if you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. It wasn't I like he was like, I studied y'all stuff. Yeah, yeah, you just posted yeah. something the other day. What did you po let me try to pull that up, E? But you talk about that real quick. E, did you not just post something the other day that talked about I, I, simplicity? I'm sure it was about I and think like it was you, three days you, ago. You remember yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, we got it from him, the same person, and he was just saying that, you know, if it's not simple enough for somebody to understand, you know, what I'm saying it's, uh, it's, right, it's like right. almost it's like useless. Like the, the whole point is. It has to be understood because if a person can't understand it, then it's useless. And so that 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 I mean, we literally got that saying from yeah. him. Yeah, no, you said it said I got it right here. It said information is only useful to those yeah, who understand, can understand it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Relationships are created when there is common knowledge. Yeah, that's it. There that's is what he a was tremendous saying. amount. There's a tremendous power in using the least amount least of words, information yep, yep. to get your point across. Yep. Wow. Wow. And that's hey, what he look, was saying look, to us, no, and he was so the, simple. The, the, but he yeah, said that in our conversation. Right. We were like, we got to repeat this. You know, we right. got to get look, this out no, to the masses. The more you master it, the easier you're able to Absolutely. break it down. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. so, so remember really when my man, it. all that was going crazy in the hospital? My man was like this. Look, I got your baby on the monitor. I got your wife on the monitor. Both of them fine. I can have a baby as soon as I want. There's no reason to be worried. We good. That was very simple. My man didn't break it down and say, well, the way the uterus works, if it contracts at a certain, like, my man was like, yo, let me just lay it out for you exactly like it is. And I think, 
honestly, I think that's why Eric Thomas is regarded as the best speaker in the world right now. E's ability to take complex situations and, and psychological thoughts and feelings and action and the human psyche and all of those things and break it down to UOU, greatness is upon you. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. Average skill, phenomenal will. Concepts that a third grader can understand. I think that's what makes you elite, E. And maybe you can talk about how, you know, that level of mastery has allowed to bring it down. And even even how you talked about, you know, having the PhD and going through all that theory and then bringing it back. Yeah, I just think it's what, you know, the gentleman said on yesterday, man, for real. You spend so much time with a thing that you understand it in multiple ways. I think that's... I think that's the difference between somebody who is, you know, like a master at something and a guru. Like, I want to go to that level. You know, I feel like, you know, when they say like a novice, like he, he's an individual that really doesn't understand it. But a person who's mastered it, they do understand it. But a person to me who's like a guru, they not only understand it, but they can teach it. I'm saying you are it. That's you what you know is. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You you become you that thing. Yeah. So 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 what people don't realize is like a dude that's got you know a master, you got a master's degree. Like you do understand it, but you can't teach it. But when you become the thing, you know it so well that you even understand the people that you're teaching it to, so that you can give it to them in a format that they can grasp, like they can go like aha, I get it. And I think that's just you know really spending you know, nights with it, days with it, you know, when you're sick, when you're well, you know, when it's cloudy, when the sun is shining, like under every circumstance, you've been with this thing like a, like, like a ball player who, you know, has a ball and a bag and his shoes and his shorts, like you become intimate with that thing. And Carl said, when you say become, in essence, you become one with the thing so much you know, that, that you know it in all of its forms. Like, you know, for me, and, and I'm just now really getting into this maybe in the last maybe five or six years, the, the, the source. Like, I wasn't a kid that really did the, the source. I was really, you know, like, you know, dictionary at best, you know, but with the, the source, I realized, like, yo, this word has three meanings to it. Like, okay, I understand the origin of it. You know, I understand... You know, if it's a, a, a verb or a noun or an adjective or an adverb, you know, and there was a time I didn't really have that type of relationship with words, you know. So I, I think that's the key. How much time have you spent with it? How intimate are you with it? You know, and, and have you become the thing that you're studying? Hmm. Yeah, no, that's deep, man. That's deep. And I think that's the reason we talked about on the uh, Breathe University called Thursday night. Multitasking is a lie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, and chasing, and that's why we tell people all the time, like, yo, what's the one thing? Like, you chasing two different things, like, for real. My man who delivered the bag, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much what he does. I don't know if my man, like, designed video games on the side. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you looking at Eric Thomas, and you like, wow, he's so great. He's phenomenal. I promise you. Carl, can you think of one other thing he does phenomenally outside of his gift? I see them discipline I'm trying to jailing, think. jailing like and Jada a couple he, of times. He, he do that he pretty good. Cook, he, <laughs> right. I'm saying, he could cook a little bit. He make a nice turkey come, you know, oh, yeah, Thanksgiving yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think know. of what else. Yeah. You know, he, he can, he's a good athlete. He can run pretty side, but, you know, nowhere yeah, near, you know, uh, 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 you're saying You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so, like, 
I've never seen E like fix a car. I've never seen E like, yo, I got to go outside and, you know what I'm saying, change the oil on the rock. Like, I've never seen, like, yo, the mm-hmm. one thing he does is his servanthood inside of his gift. Like, that's what he does well. Carl is about the only example of somebody who I've seen do multiple things at a high level (laughs) and have some success. But even Carl will tell you he was like a jack of all trades, but he was like a super jack of all trades. But now that he's a master, everything has increased. Carl, you could speak to it, but like for real, like there was a point when Carl was like, yo, I'm, I'm for real. I'm guitar, you know what I'm saying? Biology, you know, videos. But I think once you narrowed in on, you know, your media, you know, skills, it was a wrap. Yeah. Oh, no. That, I mean, just just real. The one thing, and I, I laugh about it, like Jamal works with us, and Jamal has become a beast in Photoshop. And the reason why Jamal has gotten so good in Photoshop is because literally, CJ, that's one of the things that I stopped. I was like, okay, Carl, you cannot be doing everything you know, and I wasn't bad at Photoshop, but Absolutely. I was like, yo, I can't focus on this and learn this software while trying to do the videos, while trying to learn some of the web design, while trying to, it's not possible. And Jamal was like, yo, I owe this to you. Yeah. And literally, yeah. he and said you know what me, kills me? As we talking about this, I'm thinking about every conference, somebody comes up to us and is like, yo, I just have so many things I'm good at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. every time without fail, I love it. He always be like looking at him like, man, would you stop it? But, <laughs> you know, we get so many people that are like, yo, I'm just, you know, when it comes to electronics, I'm just a beast. And then, you know, I'm also <laughs> great at, you know what I'm saying, making uh, baby cribs. Like, what in the it, devil? And you know what like? I find about those people? I've, you know, it's, 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 it's almost amusing how well they speak of themselves you know, but at the end of the day, they don't really accomplish anything, you know, and I, and I found that out. See, I found that the people who suffer the most, you know, in life, you know, in terms of not making their dreams become a reality is these super successful, you know, multi-talented people, you know, in their own realm. And, and I'm being real. I have literally found that the, the like the guy that can do eight things very well is the dude that ends up doing absolutely nothing with his life, you know? And I think it's because it's so many options, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, it's so many right. things that they, I mean, I'm, and I'm being real. They are super gifted, super talented. Can, can, you know, blow, they got the math, and, you know, they right brain and left brain, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, and, and I heard a story uh, in Dennis Kimbrough's book, um, Daily Motivation for African-American Success years ago, he said that the, you know, the tamer, the lion tamer, you know, is in, you know, he's in there with his whip and his chair, you know, and he's doing his thing, you know, and the lion, you know, is like almost like a, a kitty cat to him. And he was saying that, and, and I don't know how true it is, but, you know, at least the, the book references the fact yeah, that. That sounds good. You know yeah, yeah. He's the, the, it's a beautiful the, illustration he, for this. Yeah, right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? That, In real life, he got mauled. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure less than 10% of them get mauled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But another 90% are very successful. But hey, what he said is. Don't the, you the, go uh, in there with no four-legged chair. Yeah, he said, yeah, with the four-legged chair, what happens, of course, is that, you know, when that lion is trying to focus on all four legs, 
it gets paralyzed. So maybe the ones that have gotten more, the, the lion <laughs> figured it out. You know what I'm saying? That, you know what I'm saying? Hey, did they try three, three legs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Two legs you know what I'm saying? Maybe the lion got focused, you know, but, you know, he, he said that that's the challenge that the lion is trying to look at. But my problem is, what if he legs. ain't looking at the chair? E? What if he looking at me? Right, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't have it in front. So I'm saying that those super talented people, maybe that's yeah. their problem. They're focused on. Yeah, they on get focused on too many things. Too many things and they you know oh, so well, and you, when you don't self-assess you thinking you deep at four five things but right. is anybody mm-hmm. co-signing that right well you know I'm just saying, saying? That, there are a few people that we can say that we know that are that that, that may be gifted in you know multiple areas you know and, and again Carl, the that's only the one challenge. I know who I would say yeah. gifted yeah no well, I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying Carl is I'm just saying maybe we don't know them, but they know themselves. <laughs> you know see, yeah, you got to be a couple curls yeah. out there. Yeah. Say what I, I yeah, see, but no, I'm saying, saying you got a couple, um, a couple like, you know, like Tyrese, movie stars that, you know, cross over into singing. You got a couple people that will do two things. I'm saying not a lot, though. I can't see you doing four things to that level. Hold on, maybe Carl, two. But, let me, but remember what I told you about even when we look at people like that, they blew up in one lane absolutely. first. One area first. Yeah. True. Yeah. Absolutely. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're absolutely. looking at Jamie Foxx, who is yeah. a literally do it all. Yeah. But Jamie yeah. came up on in Living Color. Absolutely. With the yeah. skit acting. And he turned that into the Jamie Foxx show. And then Leverage. he could play a drama in Ray and all of the yeah. other st- thing, you know, singing and all the other stuff he wanted to do. He mastered something first. He didn't start mm. out like, all right, here go the album, here go the In Living Color, here go my audition tape for Ray. It was a process Absolutely. to get to where you want to yeah. go. So even us, when you look at ETA, we we do you know uh, uh, quite a few T-shirts and things of that nature, inspirational, motivational clothing and gear. We didn't come in the game with no T-shirts. Like that wasn't our thing. Like t-shirts wasn't, you know, a, a, a necessary, you know, evil for us at the time. It wasn't anything that we really wanted to do, but we actually mastered the art of speaking first and getting gigs and putting our message out to the world and inspiring millions of people across the globe. And then an avenue opened up for us to do shirts An avenue opened up for us to do conferences and these other things. But it didn't we didn't start all at once going. All right, here go the t-shirt gear company grind gear. You push that curl. Uh, CJ, you push the albums. E, you push the speaking. Like, no, we just were like, yo, we're going to focus in on ET, making sure the world knows who ET is, and then all the other things will come as a result of that. And so and, I think and, and you're I'll, right. I'll, yeah, I'll be honest. See, I think one of the biggest challenges that we have to date, and I think we do a phenomenal job at it, which is why I think, you know, we continue, um, you know, to do quite well in our field, you know, is all of the opportunities that we get that we say no to and and we're strategic in that, you know, like we got a brand, we can't go away from the brand, but I think we get like, look, if, if we decided to take every phone call and every email and every opportunity, like that alone could break us. Like we could spend five, six hours a day, you know, and that's why when people call me, I don't answer. You know, when people email with me with an idea, it's like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like literally we could spend eight hours a day times five days just and just saying no to stuff and I think that's that's another challenge that people have is the inability to say no you know is the inability to not allow the distractions right to to sift them out so there are a lot of people who are no longer in business who were once successful in business because every opportunity that came to them they thought they had to say yes to it or entertain it. So, so let me just be real. I, I believe a major part of our success 
is that we don't entertain every meeting. We don't entertain every idea. And, 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 and I think that's important because it just saves us time to do what? Do what mm. we do well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the, the distractions piece is something that we've talked about on several occasions. And, you know, it, it is hard. You know what I mean? You do, especially as an entrepreneur, because, like, for real, even my family, like, they just hit me up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, nobody really cares if you're an entrepreneur about your schedule, right? And Because you work for yourself. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have to punch a clock, so why are you not answering the phone? And I'm like, you know, the same TLC that you would have for your job, right? Me and E always get weak. Like, our wives, right? We always be talking about this, like... If Diddy and Candace at work, you better shoot off a text and hope you get a response within hope. the next two hours. You know what I'm saying? And if you call, I call my wife at the job. She'd be like this. Hello. I'm talking about I'm secret, <laughs> secret ops. I'm like, you can't get five seconds. But I promise you, if I'm in the middle of something and she called me, oh, if you don't answer the phone and have a 30-minute conversation, I'm like, boo, I'm working. But it's not. The, but they don't see it as the same thing. And I'm saying some of you, you're trying to blow up as an entrepreneur, and all that time that you have, for real, you're not utilizing it effectively. And we really figured out that. What did we say um, on the? Th listen, man, if you on this, if you listening to this podcast, if you don't get your butt in Breathe University, we had some information last week. What did we say? A third of your day ends up being distracted, yeah, right? So we, the studies wasted. show yeah, that a yeah. third of your day is being distracted and then not only the distraction but the time it takes to get back on task yeah. so if you're distracted you're working and you get distracted you're looking at something and then by the time you come back by the time you lock in that's a third of your day and so what we talked about on the breathe university call last week was how to get that third of your day back and implant that time back into your your daily grind so as an entrepreneur if a third of your day is being distracted from you and don't even get me started if you got a nine to five and you're trying to grind your entrepreneurship thing on the side you really need all the time you can get but for those of us who are entrepreneurs do you treat your entrepreneurship your job your company like somebody would who had their boss looking over their shoulder every day are you clocking in at a certain time like for real i know my brother he works at the hospital you have to be clocked in. He, I think his shift starts at 6. He has to be clocked in by 5.59 and ready to work. It ain't no 6.05. Right. It ain't 6.10. Right. But as an entrepreneur, you when, what time does your day start? Like as an entrepreneur, what time does your work day start? You just start whenever somebody hits you up like, yo, you want to go to breakfast? Cool. Yo, you want to hit lunch? Cool. That's not what an entrepreneur does. That's really not it. You have to treat it just like somebody would treat their job if they knew they could get fired, doggone it, if they was two minutes late. But you're not going to take your job that serious. And yeah, me and he yeah. was having that discussion last night about, like, for real, when you own something, there's a different yeah, level different, of responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally different. Let, let me ask you this, see, so, so because I, I don't know, but I, I want to make a, a, a point and help uh, our, our listeners out. But... Avery, was it the exact same uh, physician that you use for Trey? Um, in terms of the doctor? Yeah. 
I, I, I don't even know. I think it was the same network of doctors, but remember, I told you with Trey, we never saw the doctor. I got you. I got you. Just a midwife. So watch this. So here, here's the deal that I, I think people need to get, because a lot of times when you say self-assess, see, I think, you know, people are like, you know, you don't know me and I am multi-talented. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I am um, deep. Yeah, yeah I, right. I am deep. So this Don't is worry what, about the fact I'm only making 15000 Right. Year. Right. And, and that's what I wanted to say, see. So this gentleman had, he, you know, he assured you that he could do this in however many seconds he told you he could do it. Like he gave you a couple minutes that was really, you know, phenomenal. Like, look, guy, your wife is on a monitor. You know, your baby's on the monitor. I can go in there if I wanted to and do X, Y, and Z. So let's talk about when he finally decided to go in and do X, Y, and Z. What type of time frame were we looking at, C? From the time I, I got into the room? Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, you know, from the time that he stepped oh, in the room. Oh, from the time he said he wanted the yeah, baby yeah, out? Yep, yeah. he stepped in the room, oh, he put his gloves yeah. on, he, he said he thing. could have it out in a minute if he, if he needed to. Right. He didn't need to. So right. I say from the time he said, yo, we gonna go get this baby, I say... Avery was in this world in under 10 minutes. Right. You, know, you see what I'm saying? So I just want I just want my listeners to hear this. What you're saying you can do and what you do has to be congruent. Like after a while, nobody wants to hear your little fables. Nobody wants to hear your little fairy tales because we live in a real world, you know, and, and, and we need real results. You know, so at the end of the day, if you're talking about what you can do, and that then becomes the concrete evidence. Like, don't expect people to take you serious. So, so if your mouth is what you are using to prove your point, but you have no, nothing concrete, no, no evidence, then you can't get upset when people don't take you serious. You know, and so for me, I just want to show you guys how I do it. So, E.T., you're saying you got an opportunity and you're not going to take it. Listen to me. Let me make, make myself clear. If you call me once and tell me you have an opportunity for me, I'm gonna give you an op- I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opportunity to tell me about your opportunity. Now, after you tell me about your opportunity and that opportunity doesn't come into fruition, you might not get the second shot. You may you may not get to call me back again. So I just want to make it clear when you all ET, how do you determine which opportunities are the opportunity? Because I've given you a shot, and three months later you talking and nothing happened. Six months later, you talk and nothing happened. I don't have three more conversations with you. We don't get to go to lunch three more times for you to tell me what you're going to do when you didn't do it. But if you sit down with me and tell me you have an opportunity for me, and, and two weeks later, three weeks later, that opportunity has manifested into a reality, then you're probably going to get to sit down and talk to me again. So I just want to make it clear. You, you, you want to make sure that the, 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 the time you're investing, that is mutual, that you're getting a return on your investment. And if you're not getting a return on your investment, those are probably opportunities. Like, you don't need to be giving people, okay, maybe a second try. I don't know. That's your business. But a third, a fourth, a fifth, after a while, it's just talk. And the last time I checked, talking doesn't deliver babies. Talking doesn't help uh, with a chronic illness. Talking doesn't pay bills. Talking doesn't give you insurance so you can have medication. Talking don't pay for kids to go to school. Talking don't buy transportation. So just make sure that if you're give, if you are investing into things, that you're getting a return on your investment. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I think, man, what you're saying in terms of putting up points is so critical. Like, yo, what, what's your scoreboard? Like, we have a scoreboard. You know what I mean? To like... 
and, 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 and I don't mean literally, but I mean, we, we know if something's working. So when we see the podcast in the top 20 on iTunes, we know something's working. When we saw the album go in the top 10 of the hip hop charts, we know something's working. When we get to a city and, it, and the show is sold out, we know something's working. What's your metrics? Like, what are you using to find out if your stuff is working? Like just your own, just your own thoughts. Like, oh yeah, I'm sweet. Like what, what does that look like? Like, what is your scoreboard? So like, even when, and, and I'm not even talking about now guys, and I, you know me, I'm always going to try to take you back to the beginner phase because I feel like we have a lot of people who, yes, are very successful in business and followers and entrepreneurs and everything, but like this information, we really trying to get it for you grinding and you, who, who, you know, are just getting started. But even back in the day, we had a scoreboard that we would use. And I told you guys, if we went to five schools and I had to call all five schools and say, Hey, we're willing to come there for free. A win for us is if the schools called us back without us asking and asked us to come back. That showed us that it was working. You might be out there doing stuff. You don't went to five schools and none of them called you back and said, hey, you think you could come back? Like that, so that tells you something right there. That's that you that is, you know, okay, I need to make some adjustments. Nobody called me back. You out there giving out your services, doing your thing, and how are you keeping score to find out if you're being efficient? Right. One thing, one of the things we start doing was uh, help me out the surveys. Right. We wanted to know for even with our, with our corporate companies, even now, Eric Thomas, the best speaker in the world, we have surveys and we ask them, how was the presentation? And we get feedback. Right. Did my man from Lenar Holmes told us, hey, love this, love that. Would love to see a little bit more of that. We're not tripping. That's going to make us stronger. Right. So we have literal information that we're taking and using to make ourselves better. And I'm asking you as an entrepreneur, you just saying, yo, I'm sweet. Yo, you calling everybody, you know, up in the world, telling them how sweet you are. And I'm saying, what are you using to measure that? Yeah. When people call me, see and say, yo, E.T., how do you go about, you know, marketing? Like, how do you go after these corporations? I'm saying, yo, I'm being real with you from day one. From day one, I've never asked the school to, uh, to allow me to speak. From day one, I've never called an athletic program or uh, a corporate company and asked to speak. At, from day one, I'm talking about when I was 19, 20 years old, getting started in this. I always, I've always heard invited guests are welcome best. No, so are you saying, E, don't market? You do what you want to do. I, I can't teach you that philosophy because I didn't go down that route. I didn't go down the route of you send out a thousand flyers and get 10%, you know, response. I, that's not, I'm under the impression you work hard enough where they want you to come and speak for them. You grind so hard that your work becomes a billboard, you know, because what happens when you invite yourself, I mean, come on, what, what can you charge if you invite yourself? You know what I'm saying? How much do you charge when you invite yourself? How, how, what kind of transportation do you, what kind of hotel arrangement? I don't know. So I, I just don't feel that you should invite yourself. I think you should be so good at what you do that your gift gets you an invitation. Yeah, no, and I, I, definitely, I definitely know what you're saying. And I, and I think, I'll be honest, I think there's a case for both ways. There's nothing wrong with marketing yourself and, and putting your gift out there to the world. You know what I mean? So he's right. That's not what he did. You know what I mean? But understand that for real. If you do have a gift and you're trying to get it out to the world, absolutely. But at some point, you have to build your credit up enough. Like for real, I don't call no credit card companies to get a credit card. They send right. email to the house. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
Like I get a credit card thing in the mail every day. Because your credit is uh, Lower interest rate, lower this, black, platinum, all kind of stuff. Because I got a high credit score. Absolutely. Back in the day, I had yeah, to go to the I'm bank saying. and ask for a credit yeah. card. See what I'm saying? So, but, but I built that credit. Once I yeah. got the credit card, I built the credit. So at first, initially, yeah, you may have to do some of that. But it should get to a point where finally people are coming to you and they just sending credit cards to the crib. Like, please open up a card with us. Please. Because they know you're going to kill it. Right? They know you're gonna pay it. They know you're gonna be on time. So there's zero risk in allowing you to get that car. And so just, just so um, I was yeah, gonna no. say real quick, see, just 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 so people understand though, what E is saying is cause we've never called, but I'm just saying understand what we did though. We were in your face. TGIM was there every Monday. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like we calling you saying, oh, no, 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 here's the product that you could have. We're not telling you, oh, come get us. Get us. No, no, no. We're going to show you the product every single week. And then as that product grew, as we grew, then, you know, word of mouth. It's literally that simple. Now, all of a sudden, we can't, you know, there's too many calls for us to handle. So it wasn't a situation where it's, it's not like, you know, we didn't put ourselves in a position that we just sat at home and waited. No, no, no. We kept working and we found a way to get it out there without having to call people and say, come get us. We here, hello, over here, pick me. You know that dude on the court, pick me, pick me. I got the J's on, I can hoop. No, that wasn't us. We was hooping on the side and you saw us hooping on the side and say, I want you on my squad, come mm. on. So yeah. Mm. Love it, man. Good, solid points, man. So know the scoreboard. Um, speaking of scoreboards, Speaking of scoreboards, y'all know we, we, <laughs> we have to get into it. We can't. It. Yeah, we got to say something. But shout out to something. the king. Yep. King James for getting it done, man. Bringing the ring home to the crib. I know, um, for real, I'm, I'm tripping. Like, I still can't believe, and that may be a, my tripping or that the Cavs <laughs> come back for the first time oh, ever yes, down one to three yep. and yep. win the doggone ring, man. And so shout out to Cleveland, shout out to, to LeBron, man. I, I'm not going to lie, I told y'all, man, just being a Midwest kid my whole life, you know, even though, you know, Draymond, you know, the Michigan State thing, you know, we got love for Day Day. I'm definitely happy he bought it. It was actually the best of both worlds because I wanted Cleveland to win, but I wanted Draymond to play good. Draymond played yeah. out his mind, almost out had a triple-double, 32 points, yeah. and, and, and Cleveland still got the win. So I was pretty happy. But I just, you know, you, you look at, at a Cleveland, you know, very similar to Detroit, Lansing, you know, the areas that I'm from. And um, I, you know what that means to people in that city. You know, I don't know if y'all oh, seen absolutely. the parade yesterday, but yeah, I'm talking about. Parade, yeah. Oh, they had. I, I'm yeah, talking about like everybody from uh, Ohio was there. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about everybody. It was just packed, and you know, so kudos to everybody in Cleveland and in Ohio, man. A much deserved chip. Um, I'm hoping that the Lions might be able to, you know, what I mean, use some of that, some of that believability <laughs> now. You know what I'm saying? And um, but no, nah, man. So so real quick, I do want to touch on that and get your thoughts on the game. I, I'll give you my thoughts. But just to watch LeBron, um, you know, overcome, you know, the, the naysayers. Right. Because there was a few knocks on LeBron. He had to go to Miami to win a ring with D Wade and, and Bosch and he couldn't do it on his own. You know, and he came back and he got it done. And not only did he get it done, he dropped 41 points in game five, 41 in game six, and then had a triple double in game seven and really closed it out in spectacular fashion, which was another knock on him that he didn't have the ice water in his veins and he couldn't close the show. And, you know, he, he didn't have the, he wasn't on the Kobe level, Jordan level. And he came back, man, and got one for the hometown, which is to me worth about three, four rings. If you ask me, just because Cleveland 
you know, hasn't won a championship in 50, 60 years. And so I was just happy to see him get that monkey off his back. I've always liked LeBron. I know some people don't like him, may think he whatever. But I'm saying you look at a guy who, since the time he came into the league, okay, you got the decision that was a bad, you know, obviously a bad move, whatever. But he didn't hurt nobody. You never hear about LeBron getting in no trouble, no guns, no, you know, nothing. Married to his high school sweetheart, you know, three beautiful kids, like, you know, great father, you know, his messaging. You never really see anything bad. So I was happy to see you know, a situation where a guy like that, you know, could really, um, really go to that next level, man, and really, you know, uh, put on for a city like that. So I was happy. Um, I'm not sure what y'all took away from, you know, the, the series and kind of how it ended up. But um, that was my takeaway. So for me, I mean, first off, I was just geeked to see a good game. Like it actually was a good game, you know, a competitive game. It was close. It was a game, you, you know, it wasn't, at the end of the first half, you wouldn't know who was going to win. So I was geeked for that. But of course, I mean, I said it before the podcast, I was leaning to Golden State, but like she said, we ain't got no, you know, it's no love lost. Like I'm, I'm equally excited. I think the huge thing for me, see, is, and when I say it, the takeaway for me is you cannot get comfortable. Like Golden State, you had three opportunities to close that, that thing out. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we had the, the thing with Draymond, he was out the game, whatever. But I'm saying regardless, you lost you had three opportunities. It wasn't like you had a one shot. This one college, a one shot. Oh, we, you know, we didn't have a good game. You had three opportunities, and it was clear that you got outplayed. It wasn't a situation where, you know, whatever. Ain't nobody fought. Whatever. Carl, let me tell you what's so crazy about that. You right on. And think about this. They came back on OKC, so they uh, okay, know it's C3 possible. C3-1. Right, right, right. That's big. Yep, it is. Po- you could, you have to go into that knowing that it is possible for a team to come back and win because you just did it. It is possible, but for whatever reason, man, you saw the clip I sent last night. They just, whatever, for whatever reason, they just couldn't pull it together. I'm interested to see what happens next year. After you go 73 and nine, I really want to see what happens next year. I don't expect anything close to it, to be honest with you, because it's like that Mike Tyson thing. Like, oh, they could be beat now. And I'm sure the rest of the league is going to study this game seven. I mean, this this whole series. Like, yo, how did they beat them? What did they do? How did they trap? How did they get Steph off his game? How could they not hit shots? So for me, I think that's the the one negative part that I see for Golden State. Now y'all realize that you know people realize y'all can be beaten, and that's a scary situation because you know you going up against that opponent that got 73 and nine. It's just like wow, this you going in with a defeated mindset for the most part. Like, wow, like, we got to work real hard to do this. Whereas you come in and play in some regular team, like, all right, we're just going to beat these. You know what I'm saying? But now nah, I think that has shifted. But just like C said, man, just kudos to LeBron. Like, after watching his emotion, he, to me, it was even beyond KG. KG had, you know, that explosive scream and all that. Watching LeBron, I was like, yo, my man, like, he deserves it. Like, honestly, he deserves this. Like, you could see he put his heart into them last three games like none other. Like, you know, they worked hard. And they played well. You can't, nobody can say less than that. They played well. They were the better team. And that's the one thing I'll say I love about the NBA. The better team wins in a seven-game series. It ain't yeah. going to be no fluke. Yeah, the better team series. wins. Yeah, it's yeah. going to show it all yeah. out. So, yeah, Michigan man, State, just, we lost the middle of Tennessee State. Right. I'm no still doubt. not ready to say they had a better no team. Doubt. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was <laughs> hey, we got to get the NCAA to go to seven. The flu. You feel yeah. me? It was one day. Yeah, one guy. Yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, w- yeah. what you thinking, player? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, a, I'm gonna close up the, the, um, the podcast with this. <laughs> Here um, he go. <laughs> and, 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 and I would just want to say, man, it, you know, if you're a fan, or if you're not a fan, 
you know, you could, you should, if you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you should really take a lot out of, um, you know, this championship, you know, and LeBron, you know, winning this game. Because uh, I feel like LeBron probably represents, you know, the, a level of greatness that is attainable. You know, um, you know, with LeBron winning this one, for me, it just showed me like MJ's, MJ's greatness is an anomaly. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that, you know, mo most humans in, in their field of work will never get to that level. You know what I'm saying? That's just, I just really, like even with them, LeBron winning in game seven, for me, it's like, yo, Michael Jordan never had a game seven. Like it really shows me that that's really not attainable for most of us. That level of greatness is really unreachable. And what LeBron did is so much, it's so like for those of us who are going to reach greatness, we're going to have to do it the LeBron way, you know. And so for me, you know, I'm one of those guys that, you know, I'm an Isaiah Thomas fan. I'm a Piston fan. So, I'm, so, so for me, I have no bias with Michael Jordan, Magic, you know, Kobe. I wasn't a, like, I don't have nothing against none of those guys, but I was never a fan of any of those. I never really rooted for those guys when they were at their peak because I was a Piston fan. You know, and so for me, Le LeBron, if you don't like him, there's an argument. If you do like him, there's an argument that he was the that he was a great prior to this year. But after this year, you can't argue now. He went past the two. And the two championships are really that that's like average people. Like, you know, Isaiah got two. He's Isaiah's one of a good player. He got two. You know, you got people like you know, the Admiral, you know what I'm saying? You, uh, 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 Akeem Olajuwon, these people have won too, and they're considered to be very good players. But when you hit that third mark, now you begin, as Isaiah Thomas said, now you can be in this discussion of greatness. And so for me, no disrespect to LeBron James, but, you know, my thing was this kid was crowned king before he had a crown. Like, he came into the league from high school, and people said, that he gonna be the next, you know, Michael Jordan. Whereas Michael Jordan even said it. Like, you didn't know I was gonna be the Michael Jordan. You didn't know Kobe was necessarily gonna be Kobe. But LeBron came out as the king long before he ever won a championship. So a lot of the, the challenges that he had, he didn't bring it upon himself, but that comes with it. And he said it, like, yo, God, the man upstairs has put me through a ringer. And that's what most of us, if we're going to be great, that's the road we're going to have to take. So when LeBron won this third one, for me, I was saying, yo, why would you, like, why are people considering him, like, no bias? But I'm like, yo, why would they consider him one of the greatest ever? And you know what I'm saying? Now, now listen to me. All my listeners, please hear what I'm saying. He was one for three in Cleveland. He's two out of four in Miami. So he's he not six for six like MJ. But what makes his greatness so great is that from the, the first one he lost to now, he continued to be consistent. You know, and, and, and that's my problem with a lot of y'all that's listening. You, 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 you don't win or you don't get to where you want to go and you quit and you stop. You scoreboard watching. So from the first one he lost, you know, he, he keeps on playing. He keeps, you know, MVP and he uh, wins the, the scoring title and he gets an MVP and then he goes to Miami and, and, and comes back to Cleveland. And in the midst of all of that, 
He goes to six straight championships. You know what I'm saying? Six finals, you know, however many um, conference, Eastern Conference finals that is. He wins the MVP. Sometimes he gets the scoring title. Uh, he, he beats, you know, um, this person on assist. And then he passed this person, you know, with triple doubles. And he passed this person with all-time scoring. Like, he continues to be consistent year after year after year, win after win, loss after loss, you know, but he continues to be consistent to the point where now he wins his third one and all of the, and again, he reminds me of, and forgive me guys, but Peyton Manning, you know, I, I'm thinking Terry Bradshaw is the best. I'm thinking Joe Montana is the best, but, with, with, but what Peyton Manning does is he blows out everybody's record and then he wins one Super Bowl. And he comes back and he wins the second Super Bowl. And so that solidifies his greatness because he stays consistent all of his time. Although he doesn't win a, a Super Bowl, he stays consistent. So when I look at LeBron, I'm like, nope, LeBron cannot be classified with the, uh, with the Buffalo Bills, who did everything you could possibly do for Super Bowls, but they never won. And so LeBron stayed consistent his entire career and did what he had to do to get to not only the third one, but to get the third one, as he said, made history. Nobody had ever done that before. You know, um, he, of course, you know, uh, won a title 52 years. That hadn't happened. Again, I want to go back to, yes, we all talk about um, uh, uh, Steph Curry and, you know, his wife and the family, but LeBron as well, high school sweetheart, fathers his kids he's at the basketball games he's 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 in their lives he's he I mean come on how many 80 million I could be exaggerating but some close to how many kids how much money he's put for kids to go to college like yo he's done everything you could possibly do came back to Cleveland made amends with Dan Gilbert after he was humiliated you know publicly you know so um, I am definitely not, um, um, like I said, I'm an Isaiah Thomas fan. I'm not jumping on nobody bandwagon. Had I been with LeBron when he came out of high school, had I been out with Jordan when he came out of North Carolina, had I been with uh, uh, Kobe, you know, when he came out of Philly, you know, but I, didn't, I, I have not been with any of those guys. I've been a diehard, you know, Piston fan. So I got to give LeBron, you know, his pub, um, and I got to say, I let me be real. I didn't think because I'm a numbers man. It's never happened. I didn't think they could come back from three to one. I didn't think Coach Lou could coach them. First time coach could coach them into the I didn't think after 52 years, Cleveland didn't win that they like. So I'm not about to jump on the bandwagon and act like, you know, I believe this, you know, from day one. I didn't believe it was possible. I, it, it's never happened before. But LeBron believed. You know, the Cavaliers believed. And so for that, you know, you have to get my man pub. And I just want to say to those of you who are listening, because you sometimes think it's about the game. It's not the game for me. It's a game. It's not about the game for me. What I'm showing you is a guy who did not come out six for six. A guy who did not come out as, as, as dominant as they said he was going to be. He did not come out dominating his league. This the NBA. He did not come out just winning championship after championship after championship, but he did not quit. 
and he, he and he continued to be consistent and he continued to grow and he continued to get better. You know what I'm saying? And he did what he had to do to become named among the greats. So I'm just going to be real. For those of you who don't even particularly like LeBron, you probably have a slim chance of being Michael Jordan in your field, but you have a better chance of being a LeBron James. And again, what do I mean by that? That no matter what, you give 120%. And when people say you don't finish in the fourth quarter, you find a way to finish in the fourth quarter. When people say you pass too much, you find a way to balance that. When people say you, you, not, you don't have that competitive spirit that Kobe and Jordan have, you find a way to get it. You feel me? So we watch the kid who has evolved into one of the greatest players ever. And, and, and again, this goes to show us all, hey, it, it's earned. LeBron earned it. You know, it was not given to him. It was not put out on a silver platter, and it was not a situation because everybody said he was the greatest, that the NBA handed him something. He had to go get it. And then more importantly for me, because I'm a father for two African-American males to see their daddy cry on national television because he put in sweat, blood, and tears. That's as, as, as privileged as his kids are, you cannot, you, that is not something that you can pay for. That's something that they have to experience. And they watch their father make, make his dreams. I don't know how long he's been in the league. He's been in the league for what, 14 years? I don't know. I'm not sure how many yeah, years somewhere he's been around there. Let me say this. He had that dream the day he left high school to come to the pros. He had the dream of winning the championship for Cleveland. And after four, most people would give up after four years, after five. Most people would have stayed in Miami and just tried to win in Miami. But he came back home to do what he started in the first place. And I want to say to all y'all that's listening, most of y'all have given up on your goals. You've quit. You've gone plan B or plan C or whatever. But he came home and he got done what he wanted to get done as an 18 or a 19 year old in his 30s. It took him to his 30s to get it done. With somebody, with money. Yeah, with money. With money. You yeah. had money all along. Yeah. I want to just stress that. Yeah, money he had everything. Not, you had shoe everything. contracts. You know, he had everything he could have ever wanted. And now he has the thing that he's wanted the most. And so I just want to say I'm nowhere near on his level, nowhere close to this kid in terms of what I do. But I will say this. I do know what it's like waiting for 12 years to get something, you know, that that you sought out to do when you were 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? And so my hope is just that um, I know he's got some other stuff now that he wants to do. And my prayer is before he gets out of this league that he'll be able to do those other. He's done enough. Like if he leaves today just as a man, what he's done for Cleveland, what he's done for this society, what he's taught us with Nike and his brand, you know, uh, marrying his high school sweetheart, he's done enough. He doesn't have to do any more to prove his greatness. Uh, but I would, you know, like to see him, um, you know, win a couple more championships you know, and uh, leave a legacy, you know, for his kids. So uh, there's no more debate about his greatness. You know, he's proven his greatness. And again, I just want to say to those of us, you know, who, who's who had a chance to witness his greatness, this is something, I'm not saying it's attainable, but I am saying what he's shown us 
is a realistic way to greatness. Again, what Michael Jordan did, that is not a realistic, you know, that's not realistic. What he showed us is realistic. And that just means if you're willing to earn it, if you're willing to have disappointments and get back up tomorrow and fight for it like last year didn't even happen, you know, we're talking about three years to win a championship. You know, it wasn't like he left uh, Miami and he didn't win his last one. He didn't come in Cleveland and win, but he kept fighting for that thing and he walked away with it um, yesterday. And I also want to give Kyrie Irving, you know, let's not act like Kyrie Irving didn't put, you know, didn't, I'm talking about, uh, you know, prove why he's a first round draft pick, you know, um, uh, made some uh, cold-blooded shots, played some cold-blooded defense, you know, and supported LeBron in a way, you know, and I told y'all I've had an opportunity to work for Cleveland Cavaliers and I remember speaking and I remember that that cold-bloodedness in um, Kyrie's eyes. I remember this kid listening to every single word I said. You could see the competitiveness, you know, in his eyes. You could see the fire in his eyes. So I know we pubbing LeBron up and much deserved, but I want to say we may be watching the next great one and Kyrie Irving. Hmm. So let me ask you real quick. Where are we putting LeBron on on the list after this chip? You you go back a little further than me and Carl. Mm. So uh, I want to know where, where you got him now, as of now. As you know, of today. I, I'll say this. I, I personally have him probably as the top five greatest. You know, of course, you know, you, you guys know I'm MJ all day number well, one. Well, let me say this. Here, here's the real debate. We know you got MJ. Kobe or LeBron? Oh, all you day. You're going to piss a lot of yeah, people off day. either way you go oh, right no, here. All day, all day. And I say that because Kobe has retired and he's made his mark. You know, uh, I think LeBron still, you know, has, a, has some more in him. But you guys will be shocked. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm magic over, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to be real. I'm magic over Kobe all day only because magic did it in high school. Magic did it in college and Magic did it in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking nothing away from Kobe's legacy, but you have to give a man props who is a winner on every single level. You can't overlook that. No doubt, man. No doubt. Well, that puts a bow on that, man. We had to wrap it up. That probably concludes our sports yeah, yeah, talk yeah, yeah. for the next yeah, no yeah, few yeah, months. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, no. He well, going to well, have Serena. I, yeah, he got I, I, Serena. I, I, and let's oh, hope yeah, Serena, that I yeah. have Serena in the Wimbledon. Let's hope I have yeah. something to talk about. Whoever her people are, I called and said, I need to sit down and talk to her. Nobody has paid me any attention. And she 0-3 right now. So I'm, I'm pleading. This is pro bono. I'm pleading. Let me get in there and help my girl with her mentals because I want to see her become the greatest ever. And it will be no debate when she wins who the greatest female tennis player was. Yeah, speaking of the greatest ever, we're about to have the greatest ever boot camp. Um, I love it. I love the transition. See? I yeah. love it. I'm getting better at the transition. That was your best you know year. I'm like, I'm just waiting and finding that spot. I strike like a cobra. Um, <laughs> the best ever boot camp is coming up July 23rd and 24th. Listen, it is in our hometown. This is where we live. Like, this is our home court advantage. We are going to bring you an amazing two days, a full immersion, you know, with, with myself, Eric, Carl, the team. You guys are going to meet the team behind the team. You're going to meet everybody, and we are going to the next level. We got some amazing guests that I'm super excited for you guys to meet that are going to come in and 
literally blessed y'all with the information that helped us to go to the next level. These are people who, like we call for advice, who are coming in, you know, true gurus in their profession and everything from finance to health to just everything um, is going down July 23rd and 24th in Michigan. Listen, the tickets are high if you try to fly into Lansing, but if you fly into Flint or Detroit, the, the plane tickets are much cheaper, right? They're much cheaper plane tickets. So do me a favor, make an investment in yourself. It is a small price to pay for two days. Forget me and Carl, straight up, nothing against me and Carl. It is a small price to pay to spend two days with the most powerful, influential, in my opinion, influential man on the planet in terms of the wisdom and knowledge that he has to spend two full days with him. I promise you will change your life forever. So I'm looking forward to everyone joining us as many as possible. Um, I don't know how many people we have signed up, but we got quite a few people and understand that the people who are making this investment in themselves and coming to Lansing, Michigan to spend those two days with us, these are the people you want to be connected to. If you, you one of those people who've been writing us on the Ask ET segment, oh, my network, I don't know how to build my network up, people around me not doing what they're supposed to be doing, these are the people you're going to need in your circle. So this is a small investment to spend two days with Eric Thomas and then also to get all of this networking done. You are going to need to be in the building July 23rd and 24th. Go to etinspires.com and get your tickets right now. Hurry up. You got a month for the plane tickets. It'll still be cheap. Go and fly into Detroit or Lansing and just get you a car and drive. It's an hour drive, less than that if you're coming from Flint. And we look forward to seeing you there. Also, Chicago, we got uh, this coming Sunday. I'm back, y'all. I feel like uh, 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 just coming out like I'm coming out of retirement. I miss San Francisco. I miss Cleveland, but I will be in Chicago. Little Mama is here. She's doing great. Um, my wife is doing great. My folks are flying in town tomorrow night to help out with the baby. So I am in Chicago. We are going to have an. Hey, don't miss the VIP. Don't miss the VIP of C back after three gigs. He ready to fire oh, yeah. up. So <laughs> no, y'all no, better I'm be at the VIP. Yeah, no, we're going in in the VIP. We're going in in the general session. That's going to be amazing. And then also, guys, if you listen, if you like what we're doing on the podcast, if you like what we're doing on the videos, the next level of all of this is breatheuniversity.com, right? The next level of everything we give, like this is like the appetizer. The main course is breatheuniversity.com. The main thing that we're bringing to you that we sat down, literally it took us years to get this thing going. You just heard about Carl. We're updating to a new platform. This thing is, I'm, I'm talking about, we about to be on a whole nother level, just aesthetically with the content, everything that we're bringing you is going to a whole nother level. We made a huge investment in ourselves and in you guys in order to bring you, a, you know, an even more phenomenal package. So we ask that for real. You guys join us at breatheuniversity.com. You saying, yo, I don't have the money right now. Listen, $19.99, $20 a month. Hey, you can and get we still in got the coupon code going. BU special, yeah, we still got the promo all code going. You get the first month 50% off. Give them the promo code again. BU special. Letter B, letter U, the word special, all lowercase. 50% off your first month. And you get 50% month. off the first month? Yes, sir. No contract. Okay, if you so don't $10. like it after the so first you're saying month, $10. $10. Dollars if they're coming yeah. Okay. So uh, look, y'all got it. Um, last thing before we get into the ET's nugget of the day. Listen, man, go write us a review on iTunes, please. We are, I, I just looked at the chart, and I think we number 20 on the chart. So that's not bad, y'all, but we know we could do better. 
Go leave us that review. Go leave us that rating on iTunes. Just jump on the uh, you know, the the app and just boom, just hit us with the with the five stars if you'll be so kind, man. And we're gonna continue to bring you this podcast, hopefully at a high level, and um, even take it to another level. But yeah, we not we not satisfied at number twenty. We hungry. We know our supporters love us, and y'all got our back. So if you can go leave us that review, that'd be great. With that being said, ET, take us out of here on that nugget of the day, and I'm about to go kiss my baby girl. Um, as soon as you finish with that. Yeah, just real quick, guys. You know, I said it earlier in the meme, guys. You know, man, give 120%, man. You know, like, give, give, give your all or don't do it at all. Like, I'm, be, I'm being 100, like, for real. If you were to give 120%, do you know how much further you'd be? If you, if you, were, to, if you were to do it with passion, if you, were, if you were to give it everything you got, do you understand that you might have another zero behind your income? That, that you might not be separated from your wife or divorced? Do, do you understand that, that 90% of the things that have gone wrong in your life is not circumstantial, but 90% of the things that have gone wrong is because you have not given 120%? Like, you wouldn't be on academic probation. Like, you're not dumb. You wouldn't be on academic probation if you gave your all, right? So, so do me a favor. I, I just want you for the next six months, next six months, we're going out with a bang. For the next six months, whatever it is, entrepreneur, get 120. Marriage, get 120. Do you know you wouldn't have that cookie, cookie gut if you gave 100, I, I guarantee you, if you worked out, you gave it 120%, I, I guarantee you wouldn't be obese. I guarantee you. So, so do me a huge favor. Just go stop making excuses, right? Stop making excuses and do it with passion. Stop making excuses and do it with passion. Give it 120%. And I guarantee you at the end of these six months, as we go into 2017, you will not be disappointed. You will not. Look, you might get your marriage back. You might get your child back. You might get your job back. You might get your health back. Like you might get your life back if you give life to every single thing you do. So it's your boy E.T. saying, man, give me 120% over and over and over and over again. Listen to me. Monday, give me 120%. Tuesday, give me 120%. Wednesday, give me 100%. Are you hearing me? Thursday, give me 120%. Like don't give me 120 one day and then give me 70 the next day. And if you do this over and over and over and over again, I guarantee you, you're going to love the results. It's your boy, E.T. Hey, appreciate y'all listening, man. Go leave us that review. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul, with all your heart. You focus on this, and tomorrow will take care of itself. Oh, I promise you that. So on three, on three because I believe. One, two, three.